and welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball, Episode 6. I'm Emily Minton. And I'm Reverend Ronald Flores. Today's episode is chock full of information. We're going to start by talking about one of our tarot cards. We are going to discuss what it means to come out of the broom closet, your sacral chakra, and crossing over earthbound spirits. So stay tuned. Let's get started with our tarot card for the week. This week, we are doing which tarot card? We are doing the devil card today. So when people see this card, again, it's so so pretty. It is beautiful. Um, when people see this card, they immediately get scared, right? And I get that. I understand. It, it, it can be scary to know that you just flipped a devil card, but it's not really meant to be scary. It's a very simple card. It only really has one meaning, and then the reversed is the exact opposite of that. But basically, what this card boils down to is, and if you're watching, hopefully you can see that, because I want to show you. In this card, there are two people standing at the devil's feet, and he has them chained, but the chains are very loose around their neck. All they have to do is literally lift the chain off and walk away. And what that means is that you are bound to a situation that may be perceived as negative, right? Or whatever whatever you believe in, whatever the case is, whatever the situation is, you're bound to that situation. And if you wanted to, all you have to do is walk away from it. So that's basically what that card means. There's not a lot in I mean there's there's a lot of symbolism and stuff like that, but that's the gist of that card. It's simple. Nice and simple. Don't be afraid if you get the devil card because it's not anything necessarily bad. It's just telling you, hey, listen, you know, if it's in upright, um, then the meaning is just walk away from it. If it's bringing you negative or whatever energy that's not really sitting well with you, then cut yourself away from the energy. Like we were talking just a minute ago. You know, you can cut the cord from your solar plexus or your sacral chakra. Haha, <laughs> sacral chakra. Um, and you can uh, just walk away from it. Yeah. And that can be love. That can be career. That can be yeah. finances. And, and that doesn't literally mean walk away from it. We're talking more metaphorically, you know, things like that. So just go with, you know, what you feel and don't think that you're bound to anything. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so we are going to um, move into a discussion on what it means to come out of the broom closet, which I love that saying. Um, and I really am going to lean a little bit on on Ronnie for this one because I have yet to do this in a lot of pieces of my life. And when you think about this, guys, you know, when you're when you have once you've figured out, you've accepted the fact that you are a psychic, you are a medium, you're a light worker of some sort. And this can apply to you know, maybe you're practicing witchcraft. Not that I, you know, I think witchcraft is great, but there is a stigma to it, you know, in, in a lot of our society. And so maybe you're not running out, you know, walking around with a pentagram on your shirt, announcing it to everybody. Maybe you are. I'm not to that point yet. I've announced it to a few people. This podcast is a big step for me because I'm not hiding, you know, behind it anymore. Um, I think that it takes courage. And it takes confidence to do it either. Mm -hmm. I think it takes courage and confidence to announce this to people. But I also think it takes that to to keep it to yourself because it's a 
big deal to keep to yourself. It is. It's a real. It's really hard. Yeah. To keep it to yourself. Um. And what exactly do we mean by the broom closet? So I would interpret that as meaning you are sort of hiding your abilities. You don't want people to know you're a medium. You don't want people to know you're a psychic. You don't want people to know you're practicing witchcraft or paganism or whatever it is that society sometimes deems as. Right. What's the word I'm looking for? We're stuck in the 1600s. Yes. Yeah. Like they're going to burn you at the stake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do actually remember the day that I came out of the broom closet. Um, I had been investigating the metaphysical realm a little bit, found out what my ability was. I did all the back work so that I knew when I presented it, what I was talking about. Um, and my mom was standing in her kitchen one day (laughs) and, uh, I I remember building up the courage. I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell her today. I'm going to, this is the day I've been talking to the dead for maybe, I don't know, six months now. This is back when I was practicing mediumship and uh, she was standing in her kitchen and I came up to her and I said, I have something to tell you. And this is really serious. And she was like, oh my God. And she dropped everything that she was doing at that point. And she turned around and she said, what is it? I think she was waiting for me to tell her I was going to die or something like that. <laughs> like it was pretty serious. So, but, um, I was like, it's, it's nothing bad. Don't worry. I was like, but I talked to dead people mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh, okay. And she kind of went back into what she was doing. And then she started telling me about these dreams that she used to have when, you know, they, they would come to uh, fruition or, or whatever. And, and so we, we really connected on that level and it was better than I thought it was going to be. But again, I had all of the knowledge to back me up because I was expecting questions. And even if there were questions that I couldn't answer, that was okay too. I just, I couldn't answer them, but I didn't know everything. And I still don't to this day, but I know more than I knew now then. And um, so that was kind of my coming out of the broom closet story. And it actually helped me. And then for my family, it took them a little bit, a little bit of time to kind of come to terms with what I was doing. And there are some religious people in my family. There are some not, it didn't really matter either way. They looked at it kind of like, uh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Right. And I know my aunt, she kind of was on the fence about it. And then one night I remember walking up to her and I said, are you pregnant? And then she was kind of just, you know, blowing it off like, no, I'm not pregnant. You're crazy. Whatever. Get away with me. Get away from me with that stuff. And and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm just telling you, I've been hearing this and all that. And the next day she took a pregnancy test and she was pregnant. She had no idea. (laughs) So it took that for to convince her which is fine because spirit wanted her to know that for some reason and as a matter of fact we were all sitting at a party and everybody was drinking Mm -hmm. so maybe they didn't want her to drink oh yeah um i don't know but either way she kind of believed it after that and and my job is not to make everybody a believer in what i do right but i'm not gonna hide it either and i don't just broadcast it i let spirit kind of hook me up with the people that are mutual about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like this podcast, it's 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 an open-minded forum for like-minded event, right. individuals. And so I wait for them to connect me to those people. It's not like I walk into a store and I'm like, hey, everyone, you know, I read tarot cards and all that. No, I, you wouldn't do that if you were a doctor either, right? right? So it doesn't really matter. But if it comes up in conversation, uh, I'm not going to back down from it. I am who I am um, and you are who you are and everybody is who they are. 
And I believe that they should be happy in that. But again, be armed with knowledge. Yes. And, you know, and, and take it very seriously. It's not something that, um, you know, like we see on, on TV and stuff with the horror movies and all that. It's, it's not like in that realm. This is something personable. This is your life. This yes. is something you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life if you choose to accept that. Yeah. And so uh, it's a very serious matter. Yeah. But and it's very personal. It and is. that's the key there is it's a very personal experience when you decide to tell people versus, you know, if you decide to keep it to yourself. Um, I know I started out. Literally, I came to you and you had uh-huh. recommended me to go to some psychic circles and I wouldn't even tell my husband. I told him I was going to church, mm-hmm. which it kind of was because there was a church service before. It was just a psychic circle at the end. So I wasn't lying completely, but I was afraid of how he would respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I probably did that for a year. You know, I didn't even tell him I was coming to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very, if he finds out, he's going to think I'm crazy. Right. There's no way he's going to believe that I'm talking to dead people. I'm going to be, he's going to put me in a home. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're hearing voices. Um, so finally he was the first person I told. And then I started to talk to my immediate family, like my mom, my sister, my brother, and they are a little more on the fence. They're very supportive of me, but they're a little more on the fence as to whether or not they believe me. Now, there are some family members I don't tell any of this to. And I, you and I have had this conversation many times. You know, I, I the story that I like to tell is my, my in-laws passed away within 48 hours of each other back in 2021. And my husband and his siblings took it really hard. It was really surprised. It was very difficult. His, uh, my husband's sister lives next door to me and she is a wonderful, wonderful person. And she's very, she loved her mother. I mean, they were best friends. It was really, she was, she probably took it the hardest, but she was over here one night at my house and she's crying because she's talking about them and missing them so much. And I'm looking and they're behind her. She's conjuring them. They're behind her. And I text my husband from across the room. I was like, they're right behind her. Do I tell her? He said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) She is very, very religious. She has her own religious beliefs and she's very, uh, she's very set in them. And that's wonderful. That's fine. But she's not the person I need to tell. You know, she needs to grieve her way. Um, This is not something that's for her and that's okay. But I am still learning who do I let into this world and who do I keep at a little bit of a distance. For my benefit and theirs, mm-hmm. because this might be too much for people like that. Right. Um, and that's fine. But I you know I do have my handful of friends that I've told. And guys, when I say I've told them, over the last five years, six years, I've, this person this year, this person, mm-hmm. it's, I, I baby step this. And that's something that I recommend that you guys do as well. Start small. If this is something you want to start telling people, start small. And when we say too, like, um, we're not trying to be above anyone when we say, you know, uh, they're religious or, you know, no, they don't no, 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 that's no, no, fine. no. It's nothing like that. We're just on different levels. And again, that statement is not meant to say. No, it's just two different religions. It. Right. Basically. It is. It is. It is. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to clarify. Thank you. That. Yeah. Sometimes I say things and I don't mean. Them. Well, and I know what out, you mean, yeah. but not so, everybody knows. Right. They come out. I'm a little. <laughs> I don't sugarcoat things very well. And I apologize. <laughs> and too, when you were talking about how you know, they're on the fence and they don't necessarily believe you, that's okay because sometimes we don't believe ourselves. A hundred percent. We, we question it sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't all the time, but there are some times when I'm like, "Mm." yeah. 
So it's okay. Like, yeah. again, our jobs are not to make you believe. Our jobs right. are to help people at the end of the day. Right. It was like we were talking about in the last episode I, where they told me there's a lady on the balcony and she's you know, wearing white. And I went, all right. Please you know, say. yeah. Right. So, and it took you confirming that for me to believe that. So there's going to be people who don't believe everything you say, nor should they believe right. everything you right. say. Um, and that was that's something else to talk about is you have when you do this, you have to understand not everyone's going to believe you. Yeah. Not everyone's going to think you're you're you know, that you can really do this. This is an ability. Um, and not everybody is going to see it as a positive gift. It's not their calling. It's, it's your calling. Right. And that's what matters. And just be aware that that's going to happen. And and like you said, I like that you brought up, you know, I, I was prepared to answer questions. You need to be. You need to be prepared. Well, how does this work? How? Do, because I will tell you guys, the people I have let into this part of my world, that's what they come at me with. Oh, well, yeah. That's really cool. How does it work? You know, how do you do it? Can you do this for me? Can you like they, they want to be a part of it. They want to know the inner workings of this gift. Well, I just bought a new car and I asked every question that I could to the to the salesman. I wanted to know about it because right. I don't know anything about it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Right. So just be prepared for that. And they, I don't, in my in my case, and I can't speak for anybody else, not one person that has asked me a question has done it maliciously. Not one right. person has backed me in a corner and went, prove it to me right now. Right. You know, it's just been curiosity. Oh, wait till you start doing readings, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a person or two hurt like, I'm not going to tell you anything. I want you to tell me everything. That was me coming to yeah. you. I d prove it to me. Make yeah. me believe it. That was me as a client. But as you know now, though, you can't just prove it in one sitting. Nope. You it's an it's a process. It's yeah. a it's a collectiveness of information and confirmation that you get to believe in it. But then again, it's not if it's not meant for you to believe, then it's not meant for you to believe. That's fine. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, you're just not going to make everybody happy with the news, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um. Like I said, this podcast, I'm putting my name out there. I'm I'm saying I'm a medium. I'm saying, you know, this is the kind of, uh, of thing that I'm interested in doing. And I know there's some people in my family, in my husband's family, if they get wind of this, they're not going to be happy, you know, and it could cause problems. And I have to be aware that that could happen. Will it 100%? Absolutely not. Could it? Yeah. So you have to be able to understand you might lose some people in this process. But I look at it, and, and I, you know, again, I can't speak for you. I look at it like if I lose people by being who I am, they don't need to be in my life anyway. So, you know, it's taken me 44 years to get to that point. But I'm finally to that point. I'm okay if some people step away if they need to. Just be happy. Yeah. Be just you. Just be happy. That's all you can do. Um, and we want to know, too, if you guys wanted to share. You don't have to share, but if you want to leave comments about... Your stories, if you come out of the room yeah. closet or whatever, you know, let us know. We'd like to to read those and take time to respond to them and, yeah, get yeah. to know you guys. And, and something else I just want to just quickly tack on to the end of this is you need to, I wrote this down, honor your needs. You, This isn't for anybody but you. You don't owe anybody an explanation mm -hmm. except for you. You have to do what's good in your heart. And if it makes sense for you to tell people that you this is part of what you're doing, if that helps you to grow spiritually, then please do. But you don't owe it to anybody. Don't ever let someone make you feel like, you know, you owe you owe them this explanation about what you're doing and why you're doing it if they are being negative, you know, right. if they are approaching you in a negative way. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you have questions about it, let us know. If you want to add to it, I would love to hear stories of of people who have gone through this journey. Because again, I'm halfway through the journey. I've I'm baby stepping it, if you will. I'm not jumping in head first. So I would love to hear stories about it. All right. So on today's episode, we are moving into the next chakra, your orange chakra, the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what you know about the sacral chakra. Okay. The sacral chakra, which is the second chakra, um, the color of it is orange. It's used for creative expression, your passion for life, your drive, your motivation it's it's all there um the sense that it relates to on your physical body would be taste the sacral chakra is represented by a six petaled lotus with a circle inside it i think all of them are lotuses if i remember correctly i think the top one is like over a thousand petals i don't know oh, it's, good grief. It's, yeah it's crazy um the mantra for it is varm V-A-R-M. That's how you pronounce it. It's actually spelled V-A-M. The sign for this chakra is water, which can represent emotion. So when we're talking about passion, drive, motivation, that can be emotional for some people. And the pose for this. So last time for the root, it was the tree pose. This is the goddess pose. So this is kind of where you stand with your arms like this and your legs are actually the same way. So your legs would be just like Like this. So arms like this, legs like that. Right. And the. I I don't pronounce stuff that I can't. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm not even going to try, but it's something. I don't even know, whatever, but it's something crazy like that. I can't I can't pronounce it at all, but it is a.k.a. in English, the goddess pose. Um, If you're working with this chakra and you're feeling a little unbalanced or you don't have the motivation, of course, there are things that we can eat with this chakra, like mangoes, melons, and oranges. And then if you're feeling like you, um, if you want to regain some control over this chakra or whatever, there are certain foods you can eat, um, like carrots, sweet potatoes, and butternut squash. Orange stuff. Yeah, orange. And that's basically the sacral chakra. Again, if you, I would say that if I were reading someone's aura and I saw orange, I'm immediately going to know that they probably feel like, you know how, speaking of diets, you know how when you go on a diet and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to eat this whole tray of donuts or cookies. And then you feel so heavy afterwards. Like you wake up the next day, you're like, where's the energy? That's the sacral chakra. Okay, and so you can, again, regain that control or you can regain your motivation or whatever by doing the pose and the mantras and working with that chakra, just fully balancing it and stabilizing it. And that should help you with your creative expression and your passion and your fire, your drive, things like that. Um, Again, it is a water symbol, so it is an emotional um, chakra. So be very careful with your emotions during that time. And you know, things like that. So this one is about creativity as well, right? Yes. So how would that tie in? Because I've heard that, and I know I feel this way. If I do creative stuff, if I do things with my hands, I am more balanced and more grounded um, and in tune with the spiritual side of myself Mm -hmm. than if I don't. Does Mm -hmm. that play here or is that something different? I think that it's, it does play here, but it's, that's just the, the general 
thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to say what I want to say, but it's not like, oh God, how do I say that? It's not directly tied to the sacral right. chakra. That's exactly right. Yes. It's not directly tied to it. But it's a little piece of it. It is. It is. It is a piece of it. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. And our, our last segment for our show today for our episode is how to cross over earthbound spirits. And we saved this for last because we do have quite a bit to talk about um, when it comes to this. I have a lot of because I also do paranormal investigations. I find that earthbound spirits slash crossover spirits in that realm anyway, you need to know the difference. You need to be able to separate what you're seeing mediumistically versus who's still here and can't leave. Um, you offered me my first experience crossing over an earthbound spirit, which I will talk about a little bit later. And I'm going to really lean on you heavy for this because you're the more knowledgeable one here. I did some research on it. And, and basically, my opinion on this is we are light workers. We are here to help. We are here, no matter if you're a medium, you're a psychic, you're, you know, whatever it is that you're doing to help Reiki, whatever it is, you're here to help not only people on this side, but people who have passed away. So if they are in need of that help, you know, we should reach out. Do we have to every time? Absolutely not. And I think it, it's important to take a minute. Um, and if you want to speak to this, I'm going to talk about how to protect yourself before you start. But knowing your boundaries, you don't have to help every 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 earthbound spirit that comes to you. Mm-hmm. You're not obligated to do that. You are... Um, you have boundaries. You know, I don't want them waking me up at night. I tell them, do not come in my room. Like, this is my space. Well, I think we should talk about first the difference between earthbound yes. and, and not. Um, so earthbound, usually those spirits that you hear about who have the unfinished business have an attachment and they're not crossing over because they have that attachment. In the previous episode, we just talked about cutting cords and things like that. That's basically kind of what this is. They're attached to this physical realm somehow still. So they haven't fully crossed over to the other side. They are in spirit. But the the big difference, one of the big differences are that they can manifest. Okay. So this is what we call poltergeist activity. So don't freak out. Poltergeist does not necessarily mean bad. It basically means that they just have the ability to move objects and things like that. That's poltergeist activity. So if you, and here's the difference between that. Like if if a spirit's in the room and the light flickers, that could be someone who's crossed over. Maybe they don't have the energy to be able to turn off the light, right? An earthbound walks right over to the switch and they do a drop, they might drop. They're like, <laughs> that's cute, but there it is, the switch. So they that is the difference between spirit and one of the differences. But uh, earthbound can be dangerous. And I do want to talk about this, but I don't want to scare anybody. But this is the reality that in this world and in the spiritual, there is negative and positive, good and bad, whatever you want to call it. There is a balance that's supposed to be maintained. When that balance is not maintained, things can go wrong. An earthbound spirit can have the ability to knock things over. I'm not saying that they can physically choke you and things. I don't want to get into that. Can that happen? It can, but 
highly unlikely. Again, these are things that you're seeing in the movies, but there are there's some realness to that. There is some truth in what they do. And, you know, some movie companies actually hire mediums and stuff to get consulted on how it works. So there is there is um, a possibility that you could be dealing with a negative earthbound spirit. And if that person is negative and you're being positive and you they kind of step into your circle there, uh, it can cause issues. So when you are working with earthbound, it is extremely important, A, that you have some experience in what you're doing with spirits and B, that you are so well protected that it's not even funny. Um and now on the other side of that, there are a lot of positive earthbound spirits and they're not necessarily positive or negative. They're just stuck here and they don't know why, right? It's just like us on the physical side when someone is an empath, they pick up on someone's energy and they keep that. Same thing with earthbound. They're stuck here because they're, that cord is still connected. So they're basically just here and they don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So they need help crossing over, which is what you were talking about. And I think uh, you know, I wrote down some I some reasons they could be stuck here. And these aren't by any means like a comprehensive list. But I mean, I, I the experience I had that the person was afraid of judgment. They didn't want to pass because of religious beliefs and they were afraid of what was waiting on them for them on the other side. You know, maybe they are afraid if they do cross, they won't be able to see their family anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're, they can't figure out how to get, you know, I don't know. I've never been dead before. I don't know what's going to happen when we cross there. I can just tell you my experiences talking to people who have passed. Um, what if we are dead? What if, what if we're earthbound? Listen. <laughs> If this is my eternity, I am going to be hella pissed. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go max out credit cards now. <laughs> Shopping. Let's go. Oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of what I want, want the listeners to do is kind of put themselves in their shoes. If you are stuck somewhere and you can't get someone to listen to you and you're trying so hard to get help, I need to get out of here. I need to do something and no one can hear you, so you are see, you know he's listening to me. Or maybe you don't know that you've passed. You know, I don't know all of the the what ifs. But imagine the levels of frustration and yeah. nervousness and anxiety that they're experiencing. And like you're saying, their energy is so much stronger because they haven't crossed over. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel that. You're gonna feel yeah. anger. You're gonna feel frustration. You're gonna feel fear. And it's not your fear, it's their fear yeah. that you're feeling a lot of the time. So like you said, most earthbounds probably aren't here to be malicious and to be ugly. Right. They are here to get help. And they're coming to you because they can see your light and they can see that you can you can hear them. And if you can't hear them, that's when we have things, you know, lights turn on and off, mm-hmm. things fall off shelves, you know, knocks on the wall because they're doing everything they can to get your attention. Right. So you can help them. Yeah. That's what I think it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, because in my research, I found that earthbound spirits typically feel heavier mm-hmm. and spirits that have crossed over bring a more, a, a lighter version of themselves. Would that be accurate? Yeah. It's just what we were just talking about. You know, they're, they're more manifested than another spirit would be, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, it, between uh, an orb and a physical being like if you physically see a a guy standing in front of you and he's a ghost more than likely he's going to be earthbound if you see an orb more than likely they're going to be crossed over 
Yeah. So the earthbound would feel heavier again because it makes a physical presence. It's not just the spiritual presence. Right. It's a physical one. too. And I also read that they can earthbounds can I hate to use the word feed off your energy, but they can use your energy to do to, to manipulate things unknowingly. Yes. Right. I don't think that they're being again mean or whatever, but a uh, spirit when they're crossed over, they have a divine source. They're connected with that earthbound haven't crossed over and they're still somewhere in between right and so they're not really getting that that straight un, unlimited source of energy from their divine source it's just it's they have to rely on other objects to give them energy and so they don't necessarily know i mean i guess some of them do know what they're doing they're psychic vampires or whatever but i think that they're unknowingly doing it. the good ones right i don't yeah and um you were talking about when before you start this having experience with it first of all or being with someone who does and um i think it's important like you said to protect yourself and i think a big part of that is calling on um your team mm -hmm. your guides your angels um i wrote down archangel azriel because he is the angel of grief and i again i can't speak for everybody i depend on angels a lot i have my little angel shrine in my room i i pray to my angels like i have a heavy belief in angels helping me all the time um it's as their job. yeah it's their job and i i i love the relationship that i have with them Azrael is is sometimes known as the angel of death he is however the angel of grief is what he is so he's helping people who have lost a loved one. He's helping mm -hmm. those who are leaving their bodies transition to the other side. So I think it's important to call on him. Also, St. Michael for protection, his white light, you know, surround yourself in, in an orb of white light for protection from him. And if um, you are currently battling that good versus evil type thing, Michael's a good one to defend you in battle, hence the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's kind of a go-to. Yeah, a lot oh, of yeah. times anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I talk to him and Shamuel. Shamuel's like my dog. Like mm -hmm. we hang out. Um, that sounded crazy. Like I need you to edit that out. <laughs> that no, sounded like I'm a not crazy person. <laughs> no, I'm not editing it. <laughs> Keep on going. Okay. Um, now, do you do any other protection things other than calling in help? Yeah, it's it's it, during a meditation, during pant prayer, affirmation, meditation, protection. Um, I like to visualize the white light going, you know, around my body, in my body, wherever, and then around my space. And if I'm going to be working in another space, I'll send protection to that space, you know, and on the route there. So I, I sometimes go above and beyond. But again, you can never be too careful. So, yeah, I think so, too. Um, the other the next thing you should do once you've protected yourself is to actually call out to that spirit to offer your help. And I think it's important that you, they've been trying to get your attention and they have it. Give them a second to process that, you know, mm -hmm. give them a few minutes. They may not respond immediately. Be patient with them. But the, the biggest thing I want people to remember is to practice this with compassion mm -hmm. and not fear. Mm -hmm. They're people just like we are. They're just scared. They don't know what to do. They're confused. Um, you don't know if that when you pass, you're not going to be in this situation mm -hmm. where you're not sure what's going on. Um, so be compa you be compassionate. You may pick up on their anxiety. You may pick up on their frustration, their fear. R understand it's not yours to mm -hmm. keep. Understand that it's for them to, to, to take with them. But ask their, I think it's important too, to ask their loved ones and their angels and their team to meet them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you need to do that during your meditation. Say a prayer, have them meet that person to offer them. Because I mean, think about it. If you're getting ready to transition and there's nobody there and you're scared, you're not as likely to go as if mom and dad are hanging out mm-hmm. or grandma or Aunt Susie or whoever it is waiting on you. And maybe that's why people, before they cross over, they start to see these people who have already gone in spirit, right? They'll uh, Grandma, she she's on the, the bed and she's going to, you know, cross over soon. And all of a sudden she sees her mom who's been gone for 20 plus years. She's going to help her cross over because that's a familiar spirit. Yeah. That And so she feels comforted by that. And so mom's going to help her cross over. Yeah. And then maybe an earthbound spirit doesn't necessarily have that. I don't know. I don't know either. Or maybe they miss their, you know, like like I said, maybe they're afraid to go because they think there's some judgment waiting on them down the road. I need when I pass, if my dogs could just all be there waiting for me, I don't need anybody. Just bring me my dogs. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Um, and I think it's important to give them instructions at mm-hmm. this point because they don't know obviously they're not real sure what to do Mm -hmm. so you need to walk them through it you know visualize this is what you taught me is to visualize almost like an opening of light and i think that can be done when i visualized it it almost looked like a vortex from like a marvel movie or something where it's just a spinning light Mm -hmm. i've had people um Tell me they visualize just an open door that's Mm -hmm. full of light, maybe a tunnel of light, some some entryway of light. And and as long as you have that, you're visualizing that that's going to help them to move on into into the next dimension level, whatever it is we're going into. Imagine that you and I and clairvoyance and everybody who's spiritually in tune have that kind of power to open up a door between two realms to help someone through that's crazy that's yeah almost every like time Dr. strange yeah almost every time i have helped cross over a spirit i usually cry because of the overwhelming feeling that i get is like I was responsible for that spirit. It's almost like being responsible for a life in the physical world. It's a life in the spiritual world. It's a it's a big responsibility for sure. It's nothing to be taken lightly. It's definitely not. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I get emotional. Yeah, and it's it's not easy. Ronnie, help me because I'm going to... Is it okay to tell my story now? Yeah. So I had... I was... And this was beginning of, of 2023 in January because it was full moon. I was it last year? I don't remember. Anyway, it was January. It was New Year's Eve and there was a full moon. Look in your calendar. I'm not sure when that was. 2022 or 2023. Anyway, I was sitting outside in the full moon. I was doing my journaling. I had my rocks. I was doing all my things. And there is, I live on a little bit of property. And so there's a wood line and there was a lady running at me from the woods. I will go outside by myself at any point. It does not bother me. I will walk through the woods. I it, The only thing that scares me are like snakes. Like, am I going to sniffle a snake? Yeah. But Nothing else is going to scare me out there. It's my house. It's my property. I'm safe here. I got so scared that night. And I was just on my patio. I ran back in the house. Mm-hmm. And I made my husband come and stand on the sidewalk while I finished my stuff. What's he going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But I made this man come and stand outside in the middle of the dang night so I could finish my full moon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because this lady was running at me. And I was scared. But I was feeling her fear. So I told Ronnie about it. And he came out to the house. And he's like, no, she's just earthbound. She needs your help. She's coming at you because she's frustrated. She's scared. She's, you know, Mm -hmm. aggravated. 
and you she knows you can see her. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, help her. So you came out to the house and you helped me cross her over. And I thought, okay, no big deal. You're like, okay, visualize this, you know, visualize the light. You're going to tell her, you know, that it's okay to go over there. And we did a little like mini reading before, which I love doing with you because I can confirm, I can validate and confirm mm-hmm. with you. But, you know, we kind of figured out her backstory and why she didn't want to go. And that's important. You it have is. to figure that out. You have to, have to, have to know why they're here and why they didn't cross over before you can help them to make sure that that's what it is, but more importantly, to set your intention for that too. Right. And um, her story, long story short, she had started a fire in her home to, if I remember correctly, it was to end her life, but it ended up she lived and her child died, her yes. infant died mm-hmm. in the fire. And this was like in the 1940s. And um, we crossed her over and she didn't want to go at first. Mm-hmm. And that was weird for me because I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to go? Go. But I can, I'll never forget it as long as I live and I have goosebumps again. In this little vortex of light that I kind of created in my mind, this little infant hand, this little toddler hand popped out, almost like, come on, let's go. And she went. And that was all it took was me telling her, he's, you know, your child's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. And she popped that little heart. He popped his little hand out and she went. That's, That's all it took. But I wouldn't have known to... Um, encourage her in that way if mm-hmm. I didn't know her backstory, mm-hmm. if I didn't know why she wasn't, why she was a little bit scared to go. Right. But it was, it was very, very powerful um, to be able to do that. And I almost didn't believe it at first. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, it, it kind of feels like you're making it up a little bit, but when I'm, I'm seeing it here and you're telling me with your mouth what's mm-hmm. happening in my head, mm-hmm. that's validation for me. Um, so that was really amazing. And that was the first time, I think it's the only time I've ever crossed over an earthbound spirit. When you imagine these Mm -hmm. things, you are literally creating them with your spiritual body. You're shutting down your physical body to be able to work spiritually. And so, yeah, the word is imagine. But I also want people to understand that you're not necessarily making this up. You are creating it with your spiritual body. You're setting your intention and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, but it's not just something that's like imaginary. No, it's a visualization. To the physical, it may seem imaginary, but it is a real thing, spiritually speaking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the only thing I can even say I visualize or made up, if you will, is that circle of light. Everything else was her. Yeah. Everything else was her and her child. And, and um, it was amazing. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're done, once they've crossed... You know, it, it, it's not going to always be fast. Like it took us quite some time actually to do that. Um, but once they've crossed, it's important to thank your helpers, the angels, mm-hmm. the guides, the people that have helped you. Um, that day, I believe we burned some sage and maybe some patchouli. Yes, patchouli. Yep. And what's the significance of that? Um, just to cleanse the space. Any residual energy that's left over from her or from that emotion, it's kind of like cord cutting, except you're doing it with sage and incense and things like that, um, to be able to replace that energy with something else. Because once she's gone, then the universe will create balance by placing something else. And we want to leave the space in a positive light. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think they, because I'm doing my research on this, I came across a couple of people who said, you know, they they can even come back and visit. Sure, they're they're just, just like to, a regular just spirit to tell now. you, you know, yeah, thank you, or, or, or to to show appreciation. I like that idea. I never thought about that before, mm-hmm. but I like that. Yeah, they can come back and just 
be kind. And they probably do. If you cross over, I, I don't remember specific situations, but if you cross over, yeah, sure. They can come back and be like, I don't know why I didn't do that so much sooner, but thanks for your help. Right. So, yeah. That's really and cool. And the little, the little baby's arm that was sticking out of the, the portal or whatever, that was a way of that child giving her forgiveness, right? Because it was like, here, I accept you, you know, and I forgive you. Let me help you over here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it it's, was, it's, 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 it's very sweet. It is. It, it can get very emotional. So, And this answer, this research, though, answered a lot of my questions, and maybe it does for our listeners as well, about why, because a, a big question of mine, you know, starting this, this journey out was, why is, you know, my aunt so-and-so here, you know, throwing things around my house? Why are they knocking stuff off the wall? Well, it's not them. It's these people who are stuck. Um, so that I think is a big, huge difference and a big piece of this puzzle that we're all trying to figure out about life after death is these people, you know, earthbounds can do these things because they are on a different, uh, energy plane than we are, or or than people who have crossed over are, you know, they, they are a little more active with us, which I think, I don't know. I like that. It made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd love to hear you guys what you what you think about this. Have you had any experiences crossing over Earthbounds? Um, do you have any tips or tricks to add? Again, review, like, subscribe. Please um, share this with your friends. You know, we don't have some huge marketing department here. Any word of mouth recommendations are greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, we are on most platforms at this point: Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, iHeartRadio, YouTube. We're on most of them at this point. Um, we also have Facebook and social or Facebook and social media, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> so uh, you can DM us there. You can email us outside the crystal ball at gmail.com. Anything you want to add? Yeah. Don't forget websites, reverontoflores.com and blackcreekparanormal.com. Yep. Um, other than that, that's all I got for you. Thanks for joining us. And we hope to see you again on the next one. See ya.